Welcome to Astro Dish, a weekly podcast where I talk about pop culture, celebrity gossip, trending topics, and how it all ties in with astrology. So if you're nosy as I am and ready to know all of the drama, stick around and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm thrilled you decided to click on this episode and have a little chat with me. The weather has been very hot in the beginning of the week and then now it's a nice cold and chilly kind of day we've had really really good weather the past two days with this rainy hot chocolatey mood and where i am ready for pumpkins and i am ready for delicious hot cider and i cannot be more thrilled that fall is in full swing Today we are going to do five quick stories of the week where I pick five stories and discuss them because they've been on my mind and really I just want to chat and dish about that. So grab a snack, get something to drink, do your dishes, whatever you need to do, and let's get started. Before we hop into our top stories of what we're going to discuss and go through and kind of go more in depth on, I wanted to do a little bit of honorable mentions of things that maybe I thought were interesting but are not fully fleshed out at all and just kind of wanted to talk about them in rapid fire. One, Elon Musk's dad, Errol, says that the kids need a mom and that's interesting because this is because of the custody fight with Grimes and Elon Musk how do we know anything about his dad because I do and I know that Elon Musk has horrible father issues because of his father and he was said very creepy things and someday I will get to it because that whole family dynamic is wild to me let's see another thing on my list Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Schaefred, and Lacey uh, Chabert, Chabert uh, have reunited in LA because they were apparently doing a Mean Girls kind of um, Pepsi commercial, I think. Um, and that just seemed interesting. Uh, it could be really cringy, but who doesn't want to attempt to see that? Ariana Grande, Dalton Gomez have settled their divorce, so that is done. That was quick as far as I'm concerned. Um, Ed Sheeran revealed that his grave is ready. So like his actual grave and waiting for him within a two-story $5.5 million private chapel in his backyard. And he says, I quote, it's a hole that's dug in the ground with a bit of stone over it. So whenever the day comes and I pass away, I need... I know I need to get in there. Okay, like that was something that I read and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so weird to just say that. So wanted to talk about that real good. Good for him, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, and then we have Olivia Wilde. Now, Olivia Wilde has finally settled her divorce and that felt like it went on forever because the Don't Worry Darling really really was just taking everyone by storm and I have a lot to say about Don't Worry Darling and Stepford Wives and Valley of the Dolls and I have a really thoughts and opinions that someday I'll get to um but you know it seems like she's saying that she does not like uh Taylor Swift with Travis Kelsey and that's funny because what does she have to do with that and why is she commenting on that I don't know 
Um, let's see. Uh, Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper had dinner. This is funny because Bradley Cooper, if you look at the photos, he looks like he's like 70 years old that they used for this news article. And she just looks so young. And I just thought that that was like, it's just like one of those things. It's like, why do you pick the worst photos? Uh, the paparazzi are doing you way dirty, I would say. And Kanye West and Bianca Sensori are actually it's been confirmed legally married so it was interesting for months and months anytime i would see an article with them very weird odd mix they would put wife like in quotations because it's like he was calling her that but then it might not be that and there's been a lot of weird stuff like he's dressing her there's been comments where he's like telling her not to speak and where to dress and like she's going along with it and he was she was like an assistant there's a lot there, uh, but they're weird. So <laughs> it's just so strange. Like, I don't understand the dynamic. I don't understand what's going on. It is what it is, I guess. You know, that's just exactly what's going to happen with them. And now people can stop putting quotations of wife. We can just be confused about it, really. Malia Obama was smoking a cigarette outside of a convenience store in Los Angeles. Let me just say, I don't know what it is about these photos, but it felt like such a real moment in time. And I just remember being like young and having a cigarette and chatting with a friend. And this gave that vibe. I really liked it. I thought it was funny. I think it's also funny that Sasha also apparently smoked and they're making this this big thing because like Obama used to smoke. There's lots to be said about Obama because there's he's been in the news. It's been very strange. Like, Michelle and him spent their anniversary apart from each other. There's all these rumors about him allegedly being um, gay. I mean, there's all kinds of just weird rumors that are popping up for him and his family but this seemed like a very pure sweet moment so I liked it I think that you know not everyone wants to smoke but it is funny to me <laughs> that like we're making this a headline feels very much like the movie like the president's daughter right like these are like party girls and they're not she's just having a cigarette you guys will be fine you know and for some reason, Pete Davidson cannot get out of the spotlight. He crashed into somebody's car. They are saying it's reckless driving. I just find this so interesting. He's always in the news now. And wow, on some level in the beginning, I did understand the appeal of like, what's going on with him? Why is he so weird? And then now I'm just kind of bored. So maybe I'll go into depth with him. I do have his birthday and his birth time and apparently it's not widely recognized and I was able from listening to a podcast they just said it and it was like pretty much confirmed and I wish I can remember the podcast that I was listening to because that is amazing but did I write down his birth time? Absolutely. Do I want to do a crazy in-depth uh, sinistry chart with him and some of his exes? 100%. Will I do that? I don't know but I did think it was like one of those things that I'm like, ooh, birth time, write it down, figure it out, we're going to get this done. <laughs> anyway, those were a lot of honorable mentions, actually more than I was expecting, but again, not really in depth, just wanted to get some quick facts out and uh, we'll see if they ever become stories and develop into something more than me just saying this real fast. So without further ado, here are the top five stories of the week. 
Our first story today is going to be Kim and Courtney Kardashian drama that has been just getting uglier and uglier and just being never ending. So Kim Kardashian, who is a Libra, hello Libra season, 42, and Courtney Kardashian, who is an Aries, 44, have become really sort of enemies because of all of the drama that's just kind of been building up throughout the years. Now, what has been in the news recently is Kim and Courtney had a large phone call fight that was then premiered on season four, the very first episode of the new show, The Kardashians, or the reboot, whatever you want to call them, and Courtney called Kim a witch. Um, after Kim really said some pretty hurtful things um, about how people are kind of going behind her back, so... This is super interesting. What I want to talk about, though, is the timeline and then also a little bit about Courtney and Travis and then, of course, Kim and Travis, which has been going up. So all the way back in 2018, Kim calls Courtney the least exciting thing to look at. And that just seems very mean, but there was a blowout fight on season 15 of the old show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, while they were trying to figure out what to do for Christmas cards, right? And... I want to just quote what she screamed, get the fuck out of here and go. Kim is saying this to Courtney. Don't be in it because you're so fucking annoying. And then Chris actually called Courtney annoying as well. While Kim started continuing her rant, she told Courtney, maybe if you had a fucking business that you were passionate about, then you would know what it takes to run a fucking business, but you don't. So don't act like you know what I'm talking about. And then Courtney leaves, and then Kim complains to her siblings that she's the least exciting thing to look at. Now, later on in the episode, I think Khloe Kardashian, like, tried to calm Courtney down, and I don't know what exactly, why they decided to post this and really kind of have this as a circulation of drama back in 2018 but I remember that Courtney did tell Kim in response quote you're very distraught evil human being I don't want to see you okay I don't agree with you are as a human being so it's not like this is a new crazy development of them fighting but in 2019 we also have a little snippet of Kim accuses Courtney of copying her style um Courtney says, I didn't think it was true. I've never dressed like you. In a confessional for their show, Kim accuses Courtney of copying her style. This seems very much like just sister fights. Um, 2019, they also fight over birthday parties. In 2020, Kim and Courtney get into a physical fight, so they actually have a physical altercation. It was aired in 2020 on their show. Um, and it turned over their work ethic. It was between the two reality stars, and it looks like that Courtney charged at her, and Kim threatened that she'll punch Courtney, and they scratched and clawed at each other. Uh, Kim did slap Courtney, and then Chloe tried to stop the fight. But now we're going to talk about going through to 2023 Kim and Courtney's Dolce and Gabbana. That was all because of the wedding. So this past year, I'm sure you, it has beaten to death about how Courtney was upset that Kim did a collaboration with Dolce & Gabbana. And it was right after the wedding and that she was kind of saying that you copied my whole wedding and made it feel like 
that the deal that was done with Dolce Gabbana and Kim Kardashian was all because of her getting married in Italy and kind of like stealing her thunder and there was a lot of pushback some people were on Kim's side and some people were on Courtney's side and I'm not sure that you can kind of pick one side or the other because they are so similar in what they did but I don't think that uh, Courtney has a whole style on this like 90s kind of um, vibe that they were using and I Kim has been quoted saying I got married in Italy am I saying that you copied me by getting married in Italy who performed at my wedding Andrea Bocelli who performed at Courtney's wedding Andrea Bocelli you stole my wedding country and my wedding performer so I do think that this is kind of a sister fight argument that anyone would have and the tension has been building for a long time with them it's not like this is coming out of nowhere but Courtney has definitely changed her style the way that she dresses the way that she acts she used to be a very crunchy granola kind of mom and then she went to this rock star girlfriend aesthetic that she's been rocking since she got with Travis and it has been noticeable with the family and there's been comments on them and their PDA and I've discussed it before because it's been just kind of a lot right so when she was talking about feeling that she's being copied or Kim is talking about like no you're really copying me and they really try to make it seem like Courtney was the one overreacting there was actually a really interesting comments on I think Twitter where they were saying if you watch the show you would side with Kim but if you didn't watch the show you would side with Courtney and I do think that that is true I watch on and on um sometimes and then sometimes I'm like mm, I'm, I think I'm over it but right now Kim and Courtney had that phone call fight that kind of blew up and has gone everywhere on the internet so uh, basically what happened was there was a heated phone call on the Kardashians season 4 premiere and it says you cannot stand someone else being the center of attention Courtney told Kim you came to my wedding you couldn't be happy you complained from the second you got there until the second you left and Kim saying that she didn't do that and that she was happy for her wedding but Courtney reiterated that she didn't feel the love and support um, then Courtney had to say some of their family and friends have a group chat without Courtney. They were all concerned that Courtney is not really happy. <laughs> and that Courtney promised Kim that she has a happy life and the happiness comes when I get the fuck away from you guys, especially you. After Kim brought up Courtney's three children and claimed that they've come to her with problems with their mom, Courtney then called her a witch. Uh, later in the episode, Kim and Courtney sat down together in a joint confessional. Courtney pointed out that it felt like Kim was just, like, using any weapon that she could find to hurt during her phone call. I think we both got to a place that we weren't proud of, Courtney said. And while I think that they were kind of forced to do that confessional, obviously, they want to make everything feel like it's more put together than it was. This is really fascinating when you bring up the Travis of it all. And I do want to talk about this because I do think that most of this is just sisterly, but I do think there is this hurt there and it comes from Travis Barker. And actually we get this information through his memoir that he released. 
So we're going to go back in time and kind of talk about that because in 2015, he released a memoir saying, Can I Save the Blink-182 Drummer? And I have not read it. I will be buying it mainly because I am a nosy girl and I want to know exactly what is said. And I feel like you want the whole concept of, yes, these are usually ghost written and yes, they kind of try to put more glamour any kind of autobiography or biography memoir any of that that's what they do but you can really get a feel for the person i feel like if you read these <laughs> so i will be buying it um so we're going to talk about when he released the memoir he has spoken quite a bit in the memoir about kim kardashian and how they used to kind of hang out right so Here's some quotes. Kim used to organize people's closets, and at the time she was working as Paris Closet Girl, he wrote in the memoir. She would grab Paris's bags, put them in the closet, unpack them, and put everything where Paris could find it. Barker then said he, Hilton, Kim Kardashian, would rent like bicycles and rode over Amsterdam and they all got high as a kite at a coffee shop. Then they made their way to Absinthe Bar in the iconic red light district. And he, quote, I kept on secretly checking out Kim, telling little Chris, I don't care if she's the closet girl, she's fucking hot. He explained that him and Kim Kardashian stayed in touch after Amsterdam, but after being back in Los Angeles, he was busy, busy struggling to heal from a broken arm before rounding out Blink's 182 European tour. He wound up back on a plane to Europe and was on more drugs than ever before. Oxycodone, weed, and now booze. But the guilt settled in and Barco said he was in a dark place. One that was left asking, who was I, a father or a rock star? He went home to his cho cho children, Landon and Alabama, both of whom he shares with his ex-wife, Shanna Mokler. Now... He said that he bought a house for the family before he and Mokler split in 2008 and explains his post-breakup love life in the book, which includes a detour with Kim Kardashian. When I was having some time off with Shanna, I started talking to Kim Kardashian. Now, this was after Kim Kardashian's sex tape had leaked and she recently broke up with Ray J and she was planning a reality show with her family um, and he said, I respected her hustle. They started hanging out, like going to dinner and lunch. Um, he did describe in his memoir, quote, you might think I would be doing the worst things with this girl because of her tapes, which is, he's implying the sex tapes, but it was the exact opposite of any encounter I've had with a woman. With Kim, I wanted to be nothing but a gentleman to her. It was so weird. Um, saying that they went swimming, they watched 4th the July fireworks together. Uh, he put her in a bikini ad for his company and then he would visit her at the clothing store and he said quote we'd be really sweet around each other like little kids and then we were apart she'd call me and say i want to see you again and he would respond saying me too then him and his ex-wife um susanna moclear started talking again and they reunited and he wrote he really wanted to see kim but he was trying to make it work with her um according to barker she found out about his relationship with Kim Kardashian and poured a drink on Kim at a party. What's also interesting is that he continues to say in the memoir, Kim and I never touched each other. It just wasn't meant to be. 
but is there a reason why your ex poured a drink on her and then also there were talks and discussions during that time that he was with Paris Hilton during that time um, and cheating on his wife right or like they were separated it was a very murky time um, but he continues to say that he was very interested in Kim and I think there was even a point where he mentioned that where he bought his house that was close to the Kardashian house was because he wanted to be closer to Kim Kardashian this would hurt this would hurt anybody and your husband who you are now obsessed with being in love or having a fling even if it was back in the day with your sister I don't know so I do think that there's a lot of hurt in that relationship between them and maybe she's feeling it more um just because it's like they've never really gotten along or been very close but it would still feel very weird to have this kind of I don't know this this un of just my sister was with my husband and he in the book apparently from what I've been hearing is he's never talked about cheating on her uh his ex-wife but there are so much outside sources that he has and she his ex-wife has been very open to talking about it in the press where she has come come out and said that he cheated on her with Kim Kardashian and with uh Paris Hilton so it is just interesting and i wonder how much is going to come out or kardashians expected so much information to kind of come together this way if this is going to be a point i do think that courtney is very happy but who wouldn't be upset about something like this and i do think it's a deep underlining issue for a weird family dynamic Okay, that was a lot, right? So let's talk about something just a little odd instead. Kat Von D gets baptized after renouncing witchcraft and the occult. So Kat Von D was a tattoo artist on LA Inc. She also was in Miami Inc. before that, and she was a kind of a big character. If you do not know who Kat Von D is, please Google her. She also did a makeup line, which now she was kicked out of, I believe. And like now it just says... I think it just says Von D or KD for the makeup line. I'll have to look that up later, but Kat Von D is beginning a new chapter in her life. Uh, the famed tattoo artist and LA Inc. star posted a video of her getting baptized on Instagram more than a year after she announced she was giving up witchcraft. So if you look at the aesthetic of Kat Von D in this very dark, um, there were lots of candles in her tattoo station area like her actual drawing room was very kind of like catholicism heavy that had a lot of like dark undertones and there was she explained that she was just very into the macabre right well it does show her getting baptized now on instagram and while she hugs the pastor um, and the attendants applauded the pastor says Catherine von dachenberg upon your profession of faith in the lord jesus christ in obedience to his divine command i baptize you my sister in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit right and then he dunks her if you've ever seen a baptism it looks just like that she's dressed all in white it's very interesting 
to see that she posted this on Instagram. Um, but back in July of 2022, so a little over a year ago, she took a photo of tarot cards and books on witchcraft and revealed that she was giving up her interest in macabre subjects. I don't know if any of you have been going through changes in your lives right now, but in the last few years, I've come to some pretty meaningful, meaningful realizations, many of them involving around the fact that I got a lot of wrong things wrong in the past, right? And so she was a collector of all of these just like old cool books and kind of witchcraft books, um, tarot books, astrology books. And it says, today I went through my entire library and I threw out books that just don't align with who I am and who I want to be. I always found beauty in the macabre, but at the time, I just have to ask myself, what is my relationship with this content? And the truth is, I just don't want to invite any of these things into our family's lives, even if it's disguised in beautiful covers, collecting dust on my shelf. So she also wrote that she's not trying to degrade anyone's interest in topics like witchcraft while noting she had to follow her own path. But right now, it's never been more clear to me that there is a spiritual battle taking place and I want to surround myself and my family with love and light. Now, she was in the news a lot for scandals between her, her husband, he's a strange one, and then their son um, they just had. And that was the kind of the last that I've really had her on my radar as well after she had her son um but this was just really interesting it was kind of a 180 from her style before and so she must have you know found jesus and i'm just interested to see where this goes so i wanted to throw that in here kind of as a little buffer right <laughs> next story will be also kind of a buffer <laughs> the writers of the Drew Barrymore show are not returning even after WGA strike lifts. So Drew Barrymore was in the news recently as we've talked about before because she decided she was going to do the show without the writer saying that she was still able to uh, do the show and it got a lot of backlash. People were not happy. Um, there was a lot of confusion of why she would do that because she didn't understand how this works or if she is technically following the rules but she's towing the line of the rules that way she can still go back on air she then did an apology video which then was deleted and then she did a notes app instagram apology which she kept up now now that this has been lifted for the wga the writers of the drew barrymore show there were three of them they said they would not return and a source close says that they're not revealing why i feel like it probably is just out of principle the fact that like you were going to return the show without them and then you decided to not and then not because it was the right thing to do but because of the fact that it got bad backlash from it so it's just interesting now that they're like these are the consequences of your actions and it does seem like now is the time that people are going to be canceling drew barrymore she's had a crazy hard life and her whole history of her fame her celebrity her family's legacy in hollywood have been very i would say complicated and confusing and i think that she has worked through a lot of stuff and really rebranded herself and she did not want to kind of be in the midst of all this scandal and yet she was pulled into it because she wanted to go back and wanted to continue to make money and these strikes are all very confusing but also 
Like the strike itself of why they want the strike is not confusing. But the way that we condemn people is very confusing as to why we're doing that. And if it was technically okay, but it's just like in bad taste, leaves like a bitter, bitter taste in your mouth. Um, but now it looks like writers aren't going to go back and work for her. And we're going to just see this unfold more. So I'm leaving this here now. And I will continue to update because this is something that I find interesting is the cancellation of a celebrity or of a person in general and why we do and then how can somebody truly be canceled? You know, that seems like an interesting idea. Why we expect apologies and then if we get one, is it good enough and what qualifies as a good enough apology? It's all just a lot. <laughs> so I just was thinking about it and I just thought I'd leave a quick one here. Okay, let's talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm sure you all knew that this was coming. If you didn't, then I suppose you have not been reading any kind of news article because they are nonstop, right? So Taylor Swift is a Sagittarius and Travis Kelsey is a Libra. Now, there could be a lot of ways to go about the story, about how they she showed up at a game. There was a bracelet situation he made for one of his era shows. They were kind of, are they dating? Is Travis Kelsey just being kind of like, almost like weird, you know, he was saying like, you can rock Red Rock and I've rocked Red Rock, come see me, you know, whatever. And as cringy as all of that is, and it is cringy in my opinion, I thought it would be kind of interesting to take it as what the football players, fans, and the league itself kind of thinks about this situation, right? So league spokesman Brian McCarthy spoke out and said that this was not orchestrated by the NFL when she went and saw the show, right? And that you've got a lot of people that care about Taylor and for good reason. He said without getting into details with the relationship between uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but there's not going to be a pre-Taylor Swift era and a post-Taylor Swift era for the NFL. It's a momentary fascination, right? They're saying that I believe in love and I wish Taylor luck, but it's very unlikely people will go to a game to see Taylor and be like, oh, I had no idea this is what football was about. My gosh, I love it now. Or let's say that they get married. Taylor is going to show up at games and it's going to become routine. Now, while they're saying that, NFL has definitely taken the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey as a way to kind of boost their viewership. And there's no denying that. I mean, when you're watching a game with the chiefs and all of a sudden it goes straight over to taylor swift who's in a box like cheering or whatever they're doing that for the numbers right and i do think that it is this quote a perfect storm of pop culture and sports colliding in a really positive way with two incredibly passionate fan bases merging together and interacting interacting in ways they hadn't before so for us it's fantastic said ian trombetta the nfl senior vice president of social influential and content marketing and I do think that is true. So we have two very big names, not necessarily Travis Kelsey, even though he was a very good football player before that, apparently. It's more of NFL and football is so huge in the U.S. And then Taylor Swift is so huge everywhere. Having it merge in such a way, of course, they're going to try to take advantage of it. And while there's lots of talk about how NFL fans are 
really annoyed about all this influx of people. There's no denying that it can make a lot of money for the NFL, for the off chance that Taylor Swift will show up. It is just this funny, in, it's, it's a funny and interesting way. And just like when we were talking about like David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, you remember Victoria was a Spice Girl and she was a huge pop culture influence to the world. I mean, they were gigantic. And before David Beckham became really big, they started being together, right? Like, so he was always a big, good football player. That's what they called it in the UK football but it is a soccer player in the U.S. so I'm going to use football (laughs) don't be confused um and they were together and and eventually his brand and his celebrity really over time has been bigger than Victoria Beckham so now it's it's opposite and I wonder if that's what Travis Kelsey even subconsciously is trying to do right so his name now is no longer just a NFL football player his name is now Travis Kelsey he's dating Taylor Swift he's big and he can become a bigger celebrity in his own right and does that mean that he's using her no but I do think that it's silly to not consider how big he can become because if you think about other songs and Taylor's exes that we know their names whether we want to or not we know them and I think that will kind of what's going to happen right so even though they're not even officially dating still they're just getting to know each other they've gone on you know a few things together she had dinner with other players wives um so it's just kind of like this I think she's just having a good time guys but we are making this bigger and of course the NFL is helping with that they're definitely making sure that the names are out there that they see that she's in the stands and I do think that the influx and how much money this is going to make is really interesting also I will say that it is surprising that I was looking at it like, oh, she will definitely be the performer for the Super Bowl, but she's not. It's going to be Usher. And I really think that they were kind of hoping that she would be. But remember, they don't get paid for the Super Bowl. They will pay for all of the effects that the people want, and they can even find them if they don't do what they want to do. And I don't think that Taylor Swift particularly wants to do the Super Bowl and really as much as people say and don't hate me for this because I know people are Taylor Swift fans she does do a lot of things mainly for the money (laughs) and I don't think that when you just come off of a huge tour we are making billions of dollars and you have just changed actual economies that you want to do something for free and I don't think she does And I also think that right now she probably just wants to have a good time and hang out with a football player and more power to her, I guess, you know. Next up is David and Victoria Beckham, the documentary that was released as well as the alleged affair, Rebecca Lou's comments on it and coming back and breaking her silence on the situation. David Beckham is a Taurus and Victoria Beckham is an Aries they have been together for quite a long time they were actually together since they were 21 and 23 i believe respectively okay so they meet in 1997 they 
propose and pops the question 1998 they tie the night in 1999 and then they've been together ever since and there has been a lot of scandals related with them um, a lot of pop culture in general I mean they are big even if you don't watch soccer of course you know who David Beckham is and of course the famous bend him like Beckham the documentary I watched the first episode it's very interesting to kind of see from their point of view and their life there are funny little jabs where you know she says she's working class and he says to be honest and turns out her dad drove her in a Royce 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 can never say that word um things like that are like funny little tidbits and of course they're going to be in the news popping everywhere um but when Rebecca Luce spoke out about the alleged affair in 2004 they had to discuss this in the documentary right and they have always denied it and yet now they're saying you know it was a really hard time and and victoria's coming out and saying that well you know she was probably the most unhappy they've ever been they already had a kid together it's interesting the way that they are trying to kind of move past and play almost like this we've already worked it out it's not a big deal this happened years ago and yet it's like everything's coming back into the limelight now I don't want to go too long on this story because I do have already detailed out and written out a really good deep dive which will be out this week so you'll get to kind of hear everything I have to say all the scandals involved but because they were in the news and this was a big story this prompted me to do to do the deep dive in general of what's going on and usually I wanted to start out with you know everything being a surprise but you can't really escape it right this is what it is and uh, David Beckham actually apologizes to his children pays emotional tribute to his wife as Rebecca Luz breaks silence so really it's just like an Instagram where he writes still making her laugh with my dancing 26 years on love you Victoria Beckham and thank you for being there for dad's last night kitties uh, and then he tagged his children sorry about dad's moves I do think that maybe they have worked everything out since it did happen so long ago but there's been quite a few scandals after that and the fact that they have stayed together it's nobody can know people's relationships except them but I do think it's interesting that he broke down in tears as he recalled how he and Victoria were drowning in those months when he moved to Spain to play for Real Madrid. Holding back tears, David, 48, shared, When I first moved to Spain, it was difficult because I had been part of a club and a family for my whole career from the age of 15 to 27. I got sold overnight. The next minute, I'm in a city. I don't speak the language. Most importantly, I don't have my family. Up until Madrid, sometimes it felt like it was us against everybody else, but we were together, we were connected, and we had each other. When we were in Spain, it didn't really feel like that. We had each other, and that's sad. He never directly addresses the affair uh, in the documentary, apparently. It says, Victoria's everything to me. To see her hurt was incredibly difficult, but we're fighters, and at the same time, we needed to fight for each other. We needed to fight for our family, and what we had was worth fighting for, but ultimately, it's our private life. Yes, I do agree with that. It is strange that the documentary, I don't know if maybe they couldn't not put that in the documentary because it is such a famous moment. I mean, it's literally one of the biggest scandals that happened with them. You know, it's as big as like, I watched the first episode and it was like the kick, right? They start off with this kick and it's 
this crazy thing of this crazy shot that he did and we're supposed to be like oh my god that was insane I mean people were probably watching that and being like are you going to talk about it and so while they kind of like talked around it they didn't actually like talk about it and the model Dutch model Rebecca who now lives in Norway broke her social media silence but refused to acknowledge the documentary simply sharing a clip of the snow which had fallen overnight outside her home saying hello winter early as usual so it's been in the news and I will go further in depth uh, later this week but I wanted to just kind of get this story out there right so that's everything thank you for sticking around I hope you had a wonderful time those were the top five stories of last week and some honorable mentions that I just wanted to get out of my head. This podcast is very much a throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks and this past week a lot of things seem to have stuck because this was longer than I anticipated it being but I am happy with the outcome, right? So I hope you go and get some hot chocolate and and do some fall things that bring you lots of joy because that's what I will be doing. Have a great day. Bye.